in March, when everything was shutting down, um, all my clients, like everybody else, were just, you know, I had no clue what was going on, what was going to happen, what the future held, et cetera. Um, and so, probably a month in, um, they're all trying to figure out what to do. The meals for healthcare workers started becoming a thing, and then um, a lot of different folks that we knew in different ministries and things were, uh, were struggling because they didn't have um, volunteers to go to soup kitchens or, you know, um, or, or wherever to, to serve because nobody could go to the places to serve. So they didn't have food, they didn't have volunteers, lacking in resources. Um, so, uh, and then we do um, a project called Adopt Family every year, Christmas Connections, at the, and if you guys might have heard of that. So some of those donors were reaching out to us, just one-offs, you know, getting, getting paid, like, it's not Christmas, but like there's people in need, this isn't right, how can we help? I've got money, what can we do? Um, and then I was sitting over here seeing my, uh, my clients on, you know, backs against the wall. Um, and so we kind of started putting this idea together of, well, what if we took donations, paid the restaurants for the meals so that they could bring, you know, industry workers back into the kitchens to prepare the food and employ folks, um, and then take that food that's now paid for and donate it to um, Christ King Mission, Cristo Rey, um, and then, you know, trailer parks, uh, soup kitchens, just a, a whole number of different. So, so that was how it started. It was, yeah. yeah, so we had about 16 nonprofit partners that we served every week. So I think each week we were serving over 5,000 meals. Um, so we kind of... So it actually wasn't. So the way that we were trying to help both, like both the restaurants employ, like just have a stream of revenue, but then also to help those who are affected by the pandemic um, who are already living on the margin. So we needed, and a goal of ours was to make sure they were like warm, nutritious meals, um, not just, you know, a side of crystals, you know. So um, we had a bunch, we just through service, different service opportunities that we've participated in, um, contacted a bunch of different coordinators at all these different nonprofits, and like, can we bring you meals? Like, who are, how many do you need? What does it look like? Does it need to be in a family meal um, format? Does it need to be individually wrapped? Um, do you want them uh, warm or cold? Um, like, obviously for the homeless, um, it would look a little bit different. It needs to be easy to transport it. So we adjusted based on um, where it was going to be distributed to. So um, we partnered with World Central Kitchen. I don't know if you've heard of that organization. It's a um, with um, Jose Andres, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a disaster. Yeah, was a oh, sorry. Well, it was yeah. a disaster relief um, fund. So he matched us. So they funded over 2,500 meals a week that we didn't have to pay for. We just needed to pick up and allocate. So that really happened for over a year. Um, and we're still going. We've pivoted based on the needs um, and through the waves of the pandemic. Um, we partnered with local, cat- um, well, some Catholic schools, but um, private schools that their tuition includes meals. And so because of all the quarantines and um, kids being virtual and then not virtual, so there was just a ton of excess meals. So we still pick up at a lot of private schools. We don't have to pay for them. We just have to pick them up and distribute. So that was a huge pivot. It was great. Um, now the restaurants, some of them have gotten back on their feet, so they are now matching us 
with meals. So if we buy 60 family meals, then they will donate 60 family meals a week. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's changed. It's ebbed and flowed over time um, based on needs. The majority but, of our uh, restaurant partners were uh, Christ King parishioners. Um, so Bold Monk, um, Big Catch, Gala's Pizza. Um, Bacato of Bread Club. Yeah, so um, kind of I think we had nine restaurants at one point. Um, so then we also have worked with a lot of the private schools, the service organizations, um, high school boys, it's called YMSL, Boy Scouts. We've just, groups like y'all, um, different circles. Um, we've done faculty, staff projects, whoever, you know, that kind of pull together, it's an opportunity. Law firms will work together. Um, they'll make produce bags. There's a pamphlet uh, or a sheet that, um, it's kind of like a how you can help. Um, you can just kind of pass them out. But it's been great to kind of see, you know, if you go buy a bag of produce, probably cost you about 30 bucks. That's really out of reach for these families. So we try and give them a good bag of produce they can cook with and then also provide them a warm meal. So we've kind of fluctuated, and I think like the moral of the story is kind of leverage your partnerships. Um, but it was kind of a pop-up nonprofit. Knows what the future holds, but it would, the idea of starting it was not that it would last forever. Um, Our goal is four weeks. Yeah, and two years <laughs> later, um, half a million dollars donated. And uh, yeah, like 150,000 meals over, I think, was our last count um, a couple months ago. So, so it's it's been really powerful. The Knights, really. Knights of Columbus get a shout oh, out. Yes. Like they they've know. been doing all the so. To further incentivize it, right? It's if people are going to write a check or make a donation, it's all the better if it's tax deductible. And the idea that this was going to be a pop up, it wasn't going to be it. So we didn't want to go through and lose time applying for a 501c3 and doing all these things. So, um, again, resources and who can help and what we can do. Um, we found the Knights of Columbus, and um, so they just receive all the checks. And because they have a foundation that's 501c3, they can write it off. Um, all the receipts. They send all the receipts. They do all the back of house accounting and makes it run nicely, beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Is there a contact? You know, like, so we should have time to volunteer drive to do. Yeah. Anything? So, um, actually, let me see that handout. So my email should be on there, or maybe you can send it out. Um, yeah. So my email. So at the bottom. So. Lisa Blanco and I are the ones who started it, so you can just email me at the bottom. Oh, is it Isabel? Yes. Okay. So, Vera is my maiden name. I just have never changed um, my email in 15 years. But um, but you can just kind of take a, just on the front, these are just the ways that you can help donate. So we're down to $7 a meal. That I mean, that could be a piece of salmon, mashed potatoes, green beans, and a salad for a family. So, I mean, we wanted it to be healthy and nutritious, but... Um, a lot of calories because it might be their only warm meal Um, and uh, the volunteer drivers so if you email us we can put you on a weekly volunteer list so it's kind of a sign up genius it changes every week so we have like different schools based on their excess meals Um, but usually those are during the day like kind of during a lunch hour like one o'clock um, it's a 30-minute route. You pick up, they, it's contactless, they load it in your car for you, and you just literally drive it to the destination, they unpack it, and you're done. Um, and then, um, so some of those go to Peachtree Apartments, Paul Kids, um, Lamastad, and then um, every Tuesday, well, two, 
Tuesday and Thursdays a month, we are at the Buford Highway Mission. So the, um, the this, Mission of Grace King. Yeah. So, and pretty much you pick up the meals at Galas or Bold Monk, they load them in your car, you drive them over, and then you literally put them in the backs of these cars. Um, and then families come walking as well. Um, and then some volunteers pick up from there and drive them to the trailer park. So it's kind of this. It's fluid. It is. A well-oiled <laughs> machine. But there are lots of ways that people can participate. And I will say it is. Um, it is great to all, whether you go shopping together for produce or everybody assembles together and then you do it's pretty fulfilling to um, have those who are food involved. insecure. Families. Yeah, so that's Compassion Kitchen. Oh, it's such an incredible opportunity. So from such a dark time and being able to really help so many people. It's a wonderful way to use the charisms that God has given y'all. And so that is what we're here to talk about. It's things like this where we can use the gifts that God has given us. And so before we begin, we have, we're going to be asking from you know everything with charisms, what exactly is a charism? And if you could yeah. just give like a brief. So I loved your, it's okay if you don't know what one is, because I was Googling last night. I was like, I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I got this. But so there's the. Jennifer, who used to work here, remember she would always talk about her cares. Mm -hmm. But so, I mean, I always thought of like the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, but this is this kind of an extension of that uh, is the way I view it as, as having read. So charism is the, the root of the word is Greek and it means favor. Um, and it's spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit to represent Christ and be a channel of God's goodness for people. Um, you know, one of the things it said is that when you're using your charism, that it's um, energizing and life-giving. Um, so, you know, I, um, and, and, and we were talking about that, like, um, you know, there's certain things that I suck at, and like that, <laughs> and, and when, you know, I, and volunteering opportunities and things that, you know, you, you walk into it with an expectation and you walk away from it, you're like, I, mean, I know we did some good, but that wasn't like that. What you know, I wasn't built for that, or you know, that wasn't um, maybe where I'm best suited using my time and energy. Um, so I thought that was really well stated that it's that it's life giving and energizing, um, and that charisms are given to us to give away. So it's not something that you're supposed to hold on to and use for yourself and stuff. Um, so this is. Um, you know, this is long, but um, there's 24 um, as they were defined, and I'll read them. Uh, I won't read you the full eight pages with the full <laughs> descriptions, but I'll go with the bold titles. Um, so there's administration, apostleship, caregiving, craftsmanship, discernment, evangelization, uh, encouragement, faith, generosity, healing. Um, hospitality, intercession, knowledge, mercy, mission, music, servant leadership, trust, profit, service, teacher, communication, and wisdom. Um, so that's that's the, the rundown. So many. <laughs> so, so many. And, and the, you know, the, the Catholic faith or the Christian belief is that you are, everybody is given one. 
so you can't just cop out. <laughs> I don't have any, so it's um, <laughs> not how this works. Everybody's got one. Uh, you just gotta you gotta find it, or multiple is the you know the other piece of that. Uh, well, good thing there's 24. That's right. <laughs> well, choose from so so many. Um, and so with that, one of the questions we would like to ask is, how did you two discover your charisms? Trial and error. <laughs> I mean, life experiences, right? Like, just what's worked, what hasn't worked, what do you find to be your strengths? I think life-giving probably resonates a lot. Like, when, if you really do, like, meditate and reflect upon different experiences, you can see it, right? There's a common thread. Um, And I think through our conversation through this, we were like, what do you think? Um, It was funny, we kind of landed on the same two. which is pretty weird that we both feel. Yeah, I, very I told shocking. her I thought I was administration, and she busted out laughing. She goes, "No, you're not." And I was like, "Well, would you read it? Because I mean, I think I am." And then she read it, and she goes, "I think you're administration and uh, servant leadership." And I was like, "That's what I thought." But she was like, "But I think I am too." I was like, "That's what I thought." So, but we're like um, different pieces of it. So I think it was actually a pretty interesting conversation. Um, yeah, because I mean. Right, um, and and I think in different projects like Compassion Kitchen is totally her baby. Like I, I feel like I, you know, it was more of the um, servant leadership piece of that, like kind of getting it rolling, and then you've been like the administration, like running it day to day, and you know the the, um, and then I just grunt labor, lift boxes, like help as needed. Um, but I don't know. It's um, it is interesting to go through and read these because I don't know if they did the best job titling them maybe but you know when you read them you're like oh okay and some of them you get like two sentences in and you're like nope (laughs) not not that one Uh, the other ones you gotta read the whole thing and you're like eh you know uh, but it's it's pretty telling I mean to to a good reflection piece to yeah try and go through and figure out like you said, there's probably bits and pieces of each of them that we could find. It's like, oh yeah, through parts of your life, right? True. And then I think like the challenges is like kind of how do you capitalize on it to create impact? You know what I mean? Because ultimately, that's like God's purpose for our life, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, but I think it's worth. I mean, I actually, it was a, it was a good. Um, it was a it was a good. Yeah, it was a good exercise. Yeah. That's good. So the next question we would like to ask, rolling into it, is how do you apply the knowledge of what your charisms are into action? Um, I would say uh, I'm, I'm a, like, yes guy. Like, I'll say yes to a lot. Um, and so... Uh, wise person once told me like let your yes be yes and your no be no um and so figuring out how to say no like because it's you know a friend and they need um and this isn't like hey could you help me move a sofa on saturday it's like hey i've got this big project we're gonna go work on together and i need you to you know be the caregiver and i'm like yeah nope like i i will help you in a lot other way you know but like to say no to that will, will free you up to say yes to something else. Um, 
And so learning to deliver that message in a way um, that doesn't feel like you're, you know, because it's your buddy, you want to help him out, or it's this, you know, it's, it's for cancer, so it's this great thing, but it's just not the position I need to fill for that. Um, and, and not getting an inch deep and a mile wide, but being able to really use your skill set in, in a particular lane or, or in multiple lanes, but knowing it. Um, for me, I feel like it's very hard, like in this really busy and chaotic world. I mean, we have three little kids. Um, it's pretty easy just to say, like, oh, I'm too busy or I don't have enough time. But I do think, um, I think it's a challenge, but I think it is, it's so worth it. And I think it's um, something that we are very intentional about is is to utilize that for the greater good and right and so now particularly having children it's very very important for us to instill servant like leadership in our children um i mean they come serve with us like they have to miss stuff for that um it's just it's a like it is very important for us to carve out that time um yes yeah i mean it just takes some it takes some work, but I think it's just, it's so important. But I do think like setting the intention is probably <laughs> Right, being intentional with your time. And like you said, you can commit to 800 things, but it's like sometimes you just have to say no, but then you, maybe a better opportunity comes around that's suited for your skills or charisms. And on the flip side, it's really easy to say no, right? Mm-hmm. On the flip side, it's just like, oh, someone else can do it. You know what I mean? Or I've got plenty going on with 1,000 sports and whatever. But I think sometimes you have to challenge yourself to say, like, well, yes, I can. Like, I'm going to yeah. prioritize this over whatever else, you know? The Holy Spirit ain't dumb. Like, they, they'll find they'll find you again. Like, I went to a meeting and... It was here at the school, and they were like, we need you to um, to help with this campaign. Uh, and it was the um, the parish campaign for or the, it was, it was school. It was a school, uh, like, annual fund campaign or something. And I was like, that's not. It's a hard pass. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a hard pass. Um, <laughs> love y'all. I was like, but, I was like, if you want to give me a job, like, give me a job where, like, I'll go plan, you know, the best auction fundraiser you've ever seen. Like, give me that job, and or, you know, like I was like, that's a better use of my skill set because I know restaurants, I know bands, I know like I just that I I have resources there. Um, and she was like, okay, well, you know, really, we're hoping you're you know going to accept this and whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, appreciate it. But, um, and it was like three days later, or you know, the next week, my phone rang. She was like, "So we got an auction next year." And I was like, "Great, okay." Right. <laughs> I asked for it, um, but I was—I wasn't trying to say I wanted to do that. I was just saying like that's a better use of my skill set. And I took <laughs> Be careful how you say no. <laughs> Maybe less is more. Um, it might work out better. That's right. So, y'all have done so much with service over the years. What is some practical advice you would give us on juggling life and service? I'm really gonna forget that. <laughs> to be honest, um, it's, a, it's a bit like juggling knives. <laughs> um, just 
make sure you catch the right end. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it. What's that? No, but I mean it, it is. You know, um, yeah, we 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 overcommit for sure. I mean, there's no perfect science to it. There's overlap, and there's. Um, I would say something that that has worked well is that partnerships leverage your network and your partnerships um, because people like and make the ask delegate you know what I mean like let somebody say no to you you know um, you know we've we've called up I mean I really do think people are going to stop picking up the phone when we call um, but they haven't yet and so and it's really worth people are willing to help you know what I mean and Especially if they, there's a specific ask with, with a need. Yeah, patch, like, can then. you help us sponsor this night? And this is what it looks like, and can you get a leader, and can you get whatever, and and you help, and then it's theirs, and they take ownership of it, and then the impact is, is there for them as well, and then it kind of flows from there. But to me... Print out flyers and hand them out, people read them. That's right, and then... Oh. Works. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, I think that has, has really... People will come, they will jump on board with you and, and do good with you, you know? Um, be organized. Yeah. It can sometimes feel like you have to do everything, but it's so important to reach out to the people you know. Yeah. And say, hey, we're all in this together. Totally. And I think something that we learned a lot from adopt a family as well is you have people who just want to write a check, right? Like, okay, you need $28 to feed a family once a week, great. I've got, you know, you have kind of friends that are, that's, they're great for, you need it. You know, it, nothing works without funding, right? Then you have other people who um, are, are willing to go, they might not have the funds, but they're willing to give their time. And it's, it, you need both, you know what I mean? And so I think being able to create opportunities for both types of volunteers is is really important. Um, I think we've seen that with adoptive family. Yes. So you have like donors. I mean, they will literally every year. It's a five thousand dollar check, and you know, there's five families that you can cover. Um, and yep. then you've got other ones who's like, you know, I really can't, but I, you know, if you fund it, like I will do all the shopping, I'll do all the wrapping. Um, some will just come the night of, and they're gonna load all the trucks with you for five hours, you know? And so you, you need all types of helpers. And so I just, I think starting to recognize that and the people around you, you know, because um, you need everybody on your team, right? And I would say that the, the juggle piece, like she said, you know, we, we carve out that time. And it literally is like, you know, it might be that the seven-year-old is going to miss baseball practice, but it's one practice and we're going to go serve as a family and, you know, We'll try and be fair about it that the 11 year old miss you know if, if, if we got it if there's a conflict that but um you know 20 years from now they're not gonna remember that baseball practice but they'll remember or sometimes know, they like yeah and i think that's i think we're in a season of our life that that is very important for us to instill in our children but you know just at christmas i think at basketball our 11 year old and he was like yeah i'm not going he's like because we were doing the christmas meal delivery at the mission and we always do it with the Blancos and it's just a really great night and it feels really good to serve and he was like yeah I'm just gonna skip mom and so I mean it was a decision that he made on his own right so yeah so and and just yeah and, and being okay with the fact that you're gonna 
fail on either side of it, whether it's, you know, the parenting or the work piece, you can miss <laughs> to get an email out or a deadline, but like, there's, there's good in all of it. You just gotta seek it out. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, you'll, and you'll, you'll know when you hit your wall, it'll, it'll be abundantly clear. Um, but now you know where it is, right? So. That's good advice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the last question we'll ask for now is, can you talk about the role of prayer and your personal relationship with God while doing all of this service work? Um, I feel like there's a, uh, it's like two weeks out from the deadline for adopt a family that he knows, like, Gene and Isabel on a first-name basis because we have, like, <laughs> Yeah, 150 families left, and we're like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. If we're, emails aren't coming in. Families aren't getting adopted. Like, this is you got this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we definitely pray about it <laughs> early and often. Um, and and you know, not you know, all kidding aside, like the discernment is a big piece. Like, do do we have the time and resources for this? Part and parcel, you know, of, of whatever that day holds. Um, and some days you don't, and that's when you delegate, and, you know, it's good to have good partners and ask for help. Yeah, it can be very hard sometimes when you're at that point, but I feel like God always delivers in some way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's really nice to, um, we're, we're in a small group and have just such dear friends. It's so nice to ask people to pray for you and join you in prayer for um, you know, for some of these projects to be fulfilled, right? Like you just, I don't know, ask the people around you to pray with you and for you and for those who um, need to be seen and need to be served and, um, yeah, need to be helped, right? Prayer is very powerful for sure, especially in the service. It's so much of unifying together. I mean, it's really just about, like, awareness, right? Like, awareness of the needs around you, like, outside of yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's outward-focused. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's where we are in that, right? Just to constantly see those around us. What can we do to help? Mm-hmm. It's very important to be so open to that. I do agree. But, yes, thank you so much for answering our questions. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do now is we have discussion questions that we will all be. That is a really good question. Uh, I feel like she's better with boundaries than me, so she she will you know I'll come skipping through the door. I'm like, hey, I got an idea. And she's like, don't have margin, not today. Um, so I feel like that's, um, you know, it's ebbs and flows, right, um, on the on the strength side. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was interesting, the fact that we both kind of figured out that we have essentially the same ones um, because it did kind of bring that to light. Yeah, I think it helps kind of know, like, what your strengths and weaknesses are and what mine are. He's the big picture guy. Um, the big dreamer, um, 
Yeah. It, it has some So he's not in, in the nitty gritty and um but then I also think we both probably are, you know, don't tell me no. You know what I mean? Like we, we can figure it out. Like don't say no unless you have a solution is kind of so it's I don't know, sometimes I think we both have issues with overextending ourselves. But I don't know. I think you learn a lot about the person you're partnering with, right? And fortunately, we both feel very strongly about this together. So I do think that a lot of um, a lot of things. I mean, we actually are both very independent, but there are a lot of you know through service, like we're very united. And um, like adopt a family is like a rice family like tradition um, that all of our children are very involved in. And um, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like. It's a good, we do together, you know. It's that's what so I was say, it's a very unifying piece of the puzzle because you know we always joke like we'll go to dinner with another couple or something like. So what shows you guys watching? And we're like, <laughs> no time. <laughs> no, I mean like we're doing like shows spreadsheets great, together just, on yeah. you know whatever. Um, so uh, or you know laughing at each other, so the other ones like falling asleep or whatever. I mean it's, you know trying to stay awake for. A strategy session so I don't know it's good I would say it's a good unifying piece of the puzzle for sure yeah and thank you for coming to talk to us and before you mentioned uh, the importance of having a network of others so what tips do you have for finding others um, to really complement your own charisms yeah um, I think it's you know a your friends and family right I mean that's those are the easy ones um, but then, I mean, you know, like clients. I mean, I've, I have, I've gotten really comfortable going to clients and be like, hey, you, you've got this in spades. Like, could I have like an hour of that for this month or whatever, you know, whatever the ask is. Um, and, you know, it's, it can be a little awkward asking that of a client or somebody you're not, you know, as familiar with. Um, but I, I feel like it's like a, um, like a jigsaw puzzle, like once you know what you're looking for, right? Like that that piece, it becomes very evident. You're like, oh, you're you're totally a, you know, your your charisma is absolutely generosity or, you know, discernment or whatever the, it, because um, you know what people are good at, right? You just get, generally, um, just got to see if they'll play ball to help you out. I, mean, I think it's also like the eyes wide open, right? To like seeing people for they are around you um yeah I don't know I just have really found to ask like shamelessly like will you meet me you know at one o'clock and like load these bags with me like people will show up you know what I mean I think sometimes this world makes you feel like oh they're too busy or oh no I don't know I don't know if they're gonna really like care as much like just let them say no it's pretty rare I will find I mean I don't you know we call restaurant. I mean, it's just, I, I do have like this the, renewed sense of like human, like, you know, people are good. Humans are good. They really are. Like they'll dig deep. They will, they will jump in the trenches with you. They really will. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. So I just think overall awareness who's around you. Ask. Do y'all have any like stories or anything? things that come to mind like of over the years like 
people that you've impacted or I don't know that just you would be willing to share or a way like God's worked in a big way or I mean, to, to her point, like, I mean, on the donor side, like, there's a guy that, I mean, my phone will ring. It's usually right after Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, Gene, it's John Smith. I've got your $3,000 in Walmart gift cards and $50 increments. And it's like, I don't even have to, you know, question as to whether that call's coming or, I mean, um, and it's, it's, you know, there's a hundred of those stories where it's just um, another client um he was like i he was like i really don't like that we kick off the season of advent with black friday he was like so i'm going to start it off with um what was it bright friday, it was bright friday. <laughs> yeah, so it was- anyways he was like we're gonna he was like we're gonna he was like, i haven't figured it all out yet but he's like we're gonna write you a five thousand dollar check for you know so and we're gonna advertise this and then you know um, collect donations for you from our customers and that type of thing and so just you know once you kind of get the snowball going, um, people, people definitely jump But I think about like at the mission, um, so many of these families don't have transportation, you know what I mean? And so, so then you have, we have a volunteer that comes every Tuesday and he comes at the end. And so he takes anybody who didn't show up plus I think there's 15 families and then he piles them all into his car and like Corolla that's like this big and we just like keep it's like the feeding like the of the, I mean literally and we're like duh, 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 duh. it's like jigsaw and he then delivers it to the trailer park to all the families um, who just can't get there mm-hmm. um, they literally cannot get there um, so you just think about you know these are I mean he himself is like he himself needs the food mm-hmm. but then he's willing to come to help and like and then spread that even you that's his gift back he doesn't have the money he doesn't have you know but he's like i can do this for the community around me who's in need just like me so Mm -hmm. there's stories like that i mean i wish imelda was here um so she used to be the hispanic ministries coordinator at the cathedral and so she and i with us has been um she's worked with us for probably well now it's like 14 years years, but She's not employed here anymore. She's at the Archdiocese. But, you know, she's just one of those people that anytime you, when we called her with this crazy idea, like, hey, we got to figure out where can we go serve? Like, where are the needs? I mean, she was on the phone with Pastor Chad and then St. Bernadette and then the mission at Lilburn. I mean, we were all over the place um, because of of her connections, right? And she knows so-and-so's family. You know, she just knew those who are in need. Um, so talking about really living with these people and knowing exactly what they need um like putting yourself oh yeah Latanya, paul kids i don't know if you're all familiar with bankhead or grove park um so Latanya gates um started a nonprofit called paul kids so it's she's an incredible lady one single mom um if you can listen to her podcast she's incredible she was born in jail um, to a heroin addict, um, she had a child in high school. I mean, the story. I mean, she had all the cards stacked against her. Um, she got all of her kids through school, um, out of college. And she was like, "I've got to give back to my community." And um, so 
So she started Paw Kids as an enrichment, a family enrichment center. So not a child care facility that you just drop off. So you, I mean, it is an aftercare. So there's Orton Gillingham tutoring, there's therapy, there's after school programming for them, but they have to apply. The parents have to do X amount of parenting classes, Mm -hmm. um, like on savings or applying for jobs or housing, I mean, bill, financial planning. I mean, so they have, and then those give the kids like kind of ticket, like a ticket system for them to have experiences in the summer. So she's taking them to Maine or she's just, like, she's gone and traveled with these kids because these kids force, haven't even been to like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so she started that and then she realized, well, Bankhead is in a food desert. So you have to take two buses and a train to get to the closest um, Publix or Kroger's off Hell Mill. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then you have to pay to get there. And so they only have like family dollars. So everything is like three times the price. There's no fresh produce. Um, so she decided she bought the house next to Paul Kids and she lined it with freezers and refrigerators. So she stocks chicken and broccoli and green beans. And, and so our meals go into there and then families can pick them up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, then she realized, well, as things are like, they can't, some of these families are being moved and displaced because Microsoft is going there and all these townhomes. So it's it's kind of displacing some of these families. And so she was like, I need food on wheels. And so then she got a food truck. And so now she loads up the food into there and then she takes it. And then she also has an education truck so that it goes and has tutors and therapists and goes to the different neighborhoods. She has worked with all the KIPP schools um, uh, boils. I mean, so she's worked with the teachers. Like, what do y'all need to help these children? Um, she's an amazing. amazing. No, no grass grows under her feet. She is uh, literally. Awesome. Um, she's incredible, mm-hmm. and she's all about the next generation too. So I don't know. I mean, there's just really great people mm-hmm. out there. I don't know. Maybe like the theme is just like keep your eyes wide open. You know. What was her name again? Latanya Gates. She's awesome. All if anyone kids. wants She's to email me, page. I can. Is that like Paul? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, like Paul, P-A-W, like a Paul, like a, Paul, like a Tiger's Paul. Mm-hmm. It stands for, uh, for uh, the two churches who kind of took her under her wing um, at the beginning. Is where she got the acronym. Um, but she's awesome, and if you need, you know want to, I'll link y'all up. Um, She's a million opportunities. Talking about never saying no. Um, any day you want to go play with the kids, like kickball in the afternoon, go on the weekend. I mean, anything. Um, she's incredible. She's got a spot for you. And she's been incredible with my son. Like he, there was a, um, they lost some sort of contract. I don't know how, with the Toys for Tots. They were always, they got a, a tons of donations and she was able to allocate them. Something happened, and so my oldest son heard us talking about it. Like, oh my gosh, what is Latanya going to do? And he was like, well, Mom, you know, like, don't y'all have some extra 
funds from adoptive family like can't we do something I was like buddy I mean I'm talking about saying no and I was like it is December 16th like we just finished adopting over 600 families we get cranked up in October so we I was like you know mom needs to get our we've got to get the Rice family together here you know what I mean I was like you know I don't know what Miss Latanya is going to do where you know she'll figure it out but he was like well I'll do it and so he like asked Monsignor to be able to allocate those funds, like pitched it, worked with LaTanya, ordered everything, went to Target, went to Amazon, like kept a spreadsheet, and then delivered it to Pockets. But like LaTanya worked with him through that and he was able to, um, you know, go get it sorted and ready for them for distribution. So I don't know, she's incredible. She's great. Not only for adults, but for children as well. So. Yeah, Latanya is yeah. fabulous. <laughs> she is super great. Anybody else? Have you recognized terrorism within your children, and how would you like? How do you guess? How it was last part? Oh, oh yeah, that's a great question. Um, know if I could like say particularly um, I can say like characteristics that I would say um, Coleman's definitely more of an administrator um, <laughs> Hayes is more of my middle he's like in, in the trenches like he doesn't stop moving he doesn't you know if you need help oh I'll go get it did he know and he's he's like a yeah, he's, like he's, he's the, the service. Yeah, he's probably the but service like, leadership. He's but. the kid who's, you know, you, Isabel, you know, would you mind getting me a LaCroix out of the fridge? And he's like, got it and is back with it for <laughs> a chance to move, you know. Um, so I would, I would say that's his. The four year old, I have no clue. <laughs> he's a wild card. He, he, <laughs> back to my earlier statement, God gave him one, we're just not sure what it is, you know. <laughs> Does anyone have kids in here? Anybody? No. They're great. I know, but it is an interest. That's a great question to start. I feel like we've done a few books and like have you done like their colors, like if you're red or yellow or green or blue. I don't know if you've ever done any of those personality tests or whatever. It's actually super interesting, but um, a lot of the questions they pose were like, okay, what about? your children like what do you see them being because then that's gonna discuss your dynamics with them but no, that's a really great question I don't know maybe we're just seeing characteristics of and then they're still developing and, mm-hmm. and growing but they're good little ducks <laughs> wild <laughs> thanks for having us yeah thanks yeah. 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 thank you so much for coming yeah.